Hear elevated conversation on crucial issues. Boyd Matheson on Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today, as it always is. I am Boyd Matheson. As we round out the program today, I want to go back to where we started this hour. Uh, We were talking about uh, just what we're being served up, particularly in the national media, in terms of how divided we are, uh, how caustic everything is, and that that's just the reality all across the country, that we're hopelessly divided. And the reality is just not that true. It's just not. Whenever you hear someone say we're too divided as a country to deal with health care or to deal with immigration or pick pick your topic of the day, uh, just remember that people in power love to use that as a way to stay in power. Authoritarians have been using that as a strategy for thousands of years. You keep the people so divided and so riled up against each other, keeps you in power as the big authoritarian. Uh, it's a pretty interesting strategy. So really interesting, uh, retiring Senator Joe Manchin, uh, of course, has been rumored as a possible third party candidate under the no labels banner. But he said when he announced his uh, retirement from the Senate uh, that he was going to just start with a tour of the country. He was going to go on a real live, honest, authentic listening tour and kind of see if there's truth to how divided we are or what's actually going on outside the bubble in Washington, D.C. So he's talking with people throughout the country. He's listening to what they have to say. And so we want to take a listen in on what he's heard so far as he's been crisscrossing the country. And he was speaking at a city club in Cleveland, Ohio. The senator talked about what he's doing, why he's doing it, and what he has learned as he's been traveling the country. We've been going around listening, finding out why Americans seem to be so mad at each other or why they think they're so divided, because I'm going to tell you something, you're not. Washington's making you pick a side. They've weaponized the political process. It's not supposed to be that way. But it's gotten to the point now that if you're on one identification or the other, the other side must be your enemy. The more we keep talking, the more we keep hearing, people don't want that. They feel homeless and helpless because it's not the grand old party they belong to, or it's not the good, responsible, compassionate, democratic party they belong to. They just don't recognize it anymore. And so what do you do? Where do you find that middle? How do you bring people back? So as we look at that, I think Joe Manchin is right. He surprisingly has said, look, I don't think we're that divided at all. When you actually get out and talk to real people outside of the elites, outside of the political class, outside of the Washington bubble, he talked about why he feels his job as governor was much preferable to the job of a senator in Washington, D.C. You know, I was head of the National Governors Association. I couldn't tell you who was a Democrat or Republican walking in. We all had the same problems. We had education problems, we had welfare problems, we had road problems, and we all helped each other. Jeb mm-hmm. Bush was a dear friend of mine on education. Mitt Romney is a dear friend of mine on health care. And everyone was willing to help so you could find a solution. So that's an interesting thing to me. Uh, I always said that the most frustrated people in Washington, D.C. were former governors uh, and former business executives. And Joe Manchin falls into that category. He mentioned a few others that uh, I would always uh, – talk to them as if they were the flat forehead society because these governors would walk around the Capitol just slapping their foreheads saying, there's no state that could run this way. There's no business that could run this way. And I think Joe Manchin felt that during his time in Washington, D.C. Senator Manchin also spoke about the nature of political pressure, how he uh, observes it and what happens when those in government play to the audience performative politics instead of being authentic. 
I says, I don't change my approach. I don't change my, my beliefs or my ideology or my approach to any uh, challenge we have in government because of my audience. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any pressure because it's the same. Mm -hmm. So that's, pressure is basically when you're trying to play to the audience and be somebody you're not. Mm -hmm. That's the political pressure. Pressure is when you're playing to please your political audience. I think that's an important statement. We need to get back as voters to assessing those who are just playing to the crowd and those who are actually interested in solving problems. Uh, because if all you're doing is playing to the crowd, you're never going to get to any real solutions. And uh, one of the interesting things that I noticed when I was in D.C., I will never forget, there was a, a moment where the Democrats in the Senate were pressuring Senator Manchin to vote a certain way on a bill. And, of course, they do that with all the traditional kinds of things that uh, those in power, either side, use to try to keep their members in line. And so there was this back and forth, and uh, it often gets a little heated back there in the what's called the cloakroom back at the back of the Senate. Uh, and as Senator Manchin was being pressured by his own leadership, he looked at them and said, do you think this is the best job I've ever had? Do you think I'm going to sell my soul for one vote to please the political class? And he was he was really kind of stunned and amazed that they thought he would cave, that he would— he would cave to the pressure uh, just because they were putting political pressure on him. When you understand your principles and you have a vision of policy, you are in a position of strength. That's a very different space to play from. And as Senator Manchin said, uh, it, you shouldn't have to change your approach based on the audience. Uh, Senator Manchin has also been talking a great deal about something that I passionately believe in, and that is that the change that's going to come in this country is not coming out of the marbled halls of Washington, D.C. I just think that it's going to be changed from here. It's not going to be changed from Washington. You have to understand, Dan, that's a business. We think it's basically politics. It's mm -hmm. not politics. They're using politics as a shield for big business. The, the parties, the party structures, the DNC, the RNC, mm -hmm. that's a front for very large business, billion-dollar businesses. It's big money. Uh, and as we often say on this show, we, we need to remember as citizens and as voters that it is community. Community and culture lead politicians will follow. But we've forgotten that as citizens and as voters because the politicians and the machine that Joe Manchin was describing has convinced us that the answers have to come from Washington, D.C., that it has to come out of central planning in some committee but if we just watch it, and if you just watch watch what's happening in your own neighborhood, you'll see. You'll see where the answers come from. And then we just have to stand up and vote and voice it. Now, I want to round out with one last thought from Joe Manchin. Very interesting hypothetical uh, that we should all think about when a politician calls and asks for your donation. Take a listen to this. You can tell a person has just blind ambition, will do anything, say anything for you to support him and vote for him. And they say, give me money. And I would tell you this. When a politician asks you for money, he says, I'm sorry, I don't give contributions to politicians. I'm willing to make an investment. What can I expect from you? Say that to them. See what they do. Well, I'm, you know, this person, they'll start telling you how bad their opponent is. Well, I don't care about your opponent. I care about you. You're asking me for money. Start putting, this is what we're taught. Americans together is trying to give you the knowledge and courage you need to stand up and fight against the craziness we're getting and the people that are going there. 
with the wrong with the wrong uh, integrity. They don't, they just don't have it. I think Joe mentioned spot on there. Uh, when you get asked to donate to a campaign, the question should be not what you're against, not who you're against. Explain to me, explain to me what you are for. And if they cannot paint a vision of a set of principles and some policies that go with that, if all they can do is shout the pejoratives about their evil, awful, terrible, horrible opponent and how it will ruin and wreck the nation if if they happen to win, that's not someone you ought to be giving your money to. That's the bad investment for you, and it's a bad investment for the community and for the country. So, yes, you need to be able to stand up and be against things that are wrong. That's fine. You have to be able to do that. We call that the Boston to Philadelphia model. Boston Tea Party was a stand-up protest. This is what we're against. But if you don't have a Philadelphia vision of this is what we're for, this is where we want to go, this is the kind of country and society we want to create, that's the only way we get to the, the better days of our country and a better future for everybody else. All right, that wraps it up for us here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio today. I am Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. From the KSL Common Spirit Health Studios. This is KSL News Radio. Utah's news, traffic, and weather station.